Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christensen. You can track me down at reallifepharmacology.com. Hit the contact button and shoot me an email if you got any questions, concerns, issues. Uh, or any other reason specifically. So uh, feel free to do that. Uh, best way on social media is probably through LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on there usually uh, daily at some point. Uh, so that's probably the, the best way through social media to connect with me. So that's Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCGP, BCPS. So with that, let's get into the drug of the day. And we're going to talk about diltiazem. So diltiazem, the brand name for diltiazem is cartazem. Diltiazem is a non-dihydropyridine calcium channel blocker. Mechanistically, what this medication does, it essentially blocks calcium, makes sense, it's right in the name, from entering voltage-gated channels, which prevents cell depolarization. This can cause, specifically, smooth muscles to relax. And that smooth muscle is important in the vessels, of course. Uh, But it can also impact uh, the beating of the heart as well. So it's going to bring both of those uh, things down. So it's going to bring down heart rate, and it's going to bring down resistance in the blood vessels. So it's going to lower pulse, and it's going to lower blood pressure. And as you can expect, uh, this medication is probably most frequently used for things like hypertension, uh, atrial fibrillation, uh, can be used in angina. Um, But because of some of the negative um, side effects that can occur, as well as the significant amount of drug interactions... Uh, those are two big reasons why you don't see diltiazem probably nearly as much as something like amlodipine, which is a calcium channel blocker that works strictly more so on just the vessels and not necessarily the heart quite as much. So if you want more on the dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers, um, definitely go back and, and find that podcast. I know I've done that one uh, in the past. So anyway, very similar to the dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers. Um, big exception might be a little bit more drug interactions. And then diltiazem is going to have that additional effect on the heart rate. So I do want to talk about dosage forms. Uh, this is very important, especially maybe from a pharmacist perspective. Uh, and I get confused once in a while with these as well, or I forget, or I need to relook it up just to double check. So many different dosage forms with diltiazem. There's, uh, you know, cartazem CD, there's XT, there's ER, uh, Tiazac, Cardia, different brand names. So it can get very, very uh, confusing as to, you know, which one we're utilizing and things of that nature. 
Now, as a consultant and what I do typically, most patients are going to be put on one prior to to me assessing their their medications. So they're likely going to continue on that same one and the dose is just going to be adjusted. In the chance there's an error or we're using a a different one in place of uh, one they had been on previously, that can potentially throw a little wrinkle as far as there's different um, half-lives and there's different bioavailabilities. So very, very important to note that, you know, diltiazem is not diltiazem is not diltiazem, okay? You've got to know which dosage form you have, and obviously we don't want to interchange those dosage forms, um, especially inadvertently, because it could uh, potentially throw off heart rate or pulse, or excuse me, heart rate or blood pressure or things like that. So uh, if you're not sure... If, you know, the medication looks differently, maybe you're a nurse administering medications, if it looks different from what they had previously been receiving, definitely look it up, ask questions, call the pharmacy, and make sure uh, we've got the uh, correct dosage form there. So again, very, very confusing uh, sometimes with this medication. Now, immediate release, that is a a dosage form as well. You're typically not going to see that used very often. And the reason for that is it's got a short half-life and it needs to be dosed, uh, I believe it's three or even four times per day uh, to get that adequate coverage. So that's obviously problematic in a lot of patients to take a medication four times per day, for example. So important to remember that. Uh, The one exception where I have seen uh, immediate release used is is where we need to uh, potentially crush the medication or maybe it's being given through, you know, a G-tube, something like that, which I occasionally see uh, in my practice. Let's get into adverse effects. So there's going to be a a few similar adverse effects with the um, non-hydrodipyridine calcium channel blockers and the dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers. The one biggest one uh, is edema or swelling. So, and this is generally a dose-dependent effect. As you go up on the dose, you're likely or you're more likely to experience uh, swelling of the ankles and an increase in, in fluid. So, important to remember that. I've seen so many orders in clinical practice where you see diltiazem, uh, you know, or amlodipine started, and maybe a week later, month later, all of a sudden you see an order for furosemide or a loop diuretic for edema. That's a classic example of the prescribing cascade. Okay, so very, very important to keep tabs on that, uh, keep on a lookout for that. Uh, constipation is one I've seen with calcium channel blockers. Um, oftentimes it's in geriatric patients who are on many, many other medications uh, that can cause constipation as well. But just note that it could contribute or have additive effects to that. Obviously, bradycardia, so lowering of the pulse, that can be a good thing. That can be what we're trying to use this medication for, but it can drop it too far as well. So we got to monitor that pulse and same thing with, with blood pressure there. Keep an eye out for dizziness, falls. That's going to be indicative potentially uh, of too significant of a drop in blood pressure. Uh, I have seen some, you know, mild to moderate sedation um, making a a patient feel sleepy when they start this medication. And again, typically, these are all going to be dose dependent. So if you start too aggressively with the dose, 
you you may be more likely uh, to see those type of adverse effects. So let's take a quick break because I definitely want to take some time and, and cover drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study materials, looking for materials for professional development such as you know long-term care consulting, uh, how to write medication recommendations, we've got books on drug interactions, definitely go check out all the resources at meded101.com slash store. That helps keep this podcast free for all to enjoy and, and benefit from. So greatly appreciative uh, to all of you who have uh, supported the, the great products at meded101.com slash store. Uh, helps keep this podcast free and available to students, young healthcare professionals who uh, maybe don't have uh, quite as much uh, income at their, their present state. So uh, appreciative of all you who've uh, supported the, the website there. All right, so let's finish up on drug interactions. I do want to remind you I've got that new book out on drug interactions, which you can find at meded101.com slash store under the Amazon Books section. Uh, go check that out. And I definitely do talk uh, about diltiazem and you know some of the, the clinical pearls in real life that you need to know. Um, but for this podcast, let's, let's talk about a few. Uh, diltiazem very important pathway is CYP3A4. So I would say it's not a, a severely strong inhibitor of CYP3A4, um, but it can be significant. So drugs that inhibit CYP3A4 and diltiazem itself can inhibit CYP3A4. With that, a perfect example, grapefruit juice. So grapefruit juice can inhibit CYP3A4 which is a breakdown pathway of diltiazem. So that can ultimately increase concentrations of diltiazem. So if somebody started taking grapefruit juice, you could see a drop in blood pressure, a drop in pulse. You could potentially see worsening edema. Those would all be symptoms, signs of higher diltiazem concentrations. On the flip side, we've got those classic enzyme inducers that could lower the concentration of diltiazem. So if you're using diltiazem for atrial fibrillation and now all of a sudden your patient's not in control or as good as control as they were before from the, the using the diltiazem, maybe they started a drug like rifampin or carbamazepine. Both those drugs are examples of meds that can induce CYP3A4 and lower concentrations of diltiazem and other CYP3A4 um, drugs. Other meds uh, that can play a role whenever we have a drug that inhibits uh, CYP3A4. I should also add on um, diltiazem does inhibit P-glycoprotein to an extent as well. Uh, but with CYP3A4, so many drugs go through that pathway. So some examples... Uh, aripiprazole used in you know depression and uh, schizophrenia, things like that. Apixaban, new blood thinner that's being used, kind of a replacement as far as um, use versus warfarin. And I recently had a case like this where a patient had a nosebleed actually, and they were taking apixaban and diltiazem. Diltiazem, it's not contraindicated that you can't use these medications together. But there is a potential that adding on diltiazem to apixaban 
could increase concentrations of apixaban and put a patient more at risk for bleed. Uh, some other classic medications that, that might have their concentrations increased, uh, colchazine, uh, silostazole, some of the statins, so simvastatin, atorvastatin, and actually simvastatin has dosing recommendations. So the maximum uh, dose of simvastatin that you should use with diltiazem is recommended at 10 milligrams. It's not a very high dose. Uh, diltiazem, if using with simvastatin, is recommended to be maxed out at 240 per day. Okay, so it's important to, to remember some of these, these interactions. Uh, sildenafil is another example that might have concentrations go up. Uh, so lots of different um, situations, drug interactions that can happen on account of diltiazem. And this is, I think, one of the bigger reasons why you, you don't see this medication used uh, first line for anything very often there. Uh one other thing, kind of a drug-disease interaction that I did want to mention um, was patients with left ventricular dysfunction, so heart troubles, um, heart failure, diltiazem can exacerbate that condition. Okay, so important to remember that if you've got a patient that's presenting with, you know, atrial fibrillation or whatever that whatever we're going to treat with diltiazem, diltiazem could worsen uh, some of the heart failure symptoms um, that because of its adverse effect profile. So uh, with that, I think that's quite a few drug interactions, some important pearls on diltiazem that you definitely uh, need to know, pay attention to. Um, remember those dosage forms and remember drug interactions definitely with diltiazem. Uh, both can be tricky areas where I've definitely seen uh, errors and mistakes made. Hopefully that helps you get some clinical pearls. Remember to go subscribe at reallifepharmacology.com. Get your free 31-page uh, pharmacology study guide, basically. Absolutely no cost to you, just simply an email. And uh, we'll also send out emails when we've got uh, updates and new podcasts and, and things of that nature as well. If you enjoyed the podcast today, found it helpful, definitely leave us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Uh, I'm so appreciative uh, to those of you who have already taken the time to do that. So signing off, uh, track me down at reallifepharmacology.com, shoot me an email there, or certainly on LinkedIn, you can find me as well. Thanks so much for listening. Take care, have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.